World Wide Web and its affiliated podcasting stations present Harvey Knight and the Paperback Theater on the Air. Ladies and gentlemen, Phantom Pains by Harvey Knight. The man jolted awake in bed, shivering with sweat. It didn't take long for the migraine to thrum its way through his temples, pounding, pounding. His head lolled to the side, the numbers of the alarm clock glowing softly at him. 3.03 a.m. The pain thundered around his skull and he tried pressing his head deeper into the pillow. Whether or not it was to lessen the pain and make it stop, or somehow fall through the pillow, bed, and floor, and scramble his brains somewhere in the house below. It all seemed good right now. He started to taste the bitter in his mouth, and the shuddering in his head wouldn't let him lie still anymore. It hurt. It hurt. He sat up and swung his legs over the edge of the bed, cradling head between hands, but it didn't help. It still hurt. His head rolled from side to side, and he had to stand up, feeling sick from the motion. But it was working. The old house creaked gently as the chill air drifted into the room through the bedroom window, and it felt good. The man closed his eyes and pressed his forehead against the cold glass, relishing in the briefest moment of relief it offered. But it was brief, so brief, and the gnawing crawled its way back across the wrinkle of his brain and sunk its teeth in. His eyelids lit up with moonlight that broke through the clouds, and he had to squint his eyes open against the gentle glow. They hurt. His eyes hurt. Not from the light, but the ache had trickled down the back of his eyeballs and was pooling in the sockets. It took a moment to focus his vision, but it finally settled on a silhouetted figure, standing on the sidewalk below him. Some dark stranger in the moonlight. The man started, surprised to see anyone and the movement must have caught the stranger's attention because his shadow's head whipped up to look directly at the man. The man fell backwards, tumbling onto the bed behind him, and he cowered there for a moment, head pounding so loudly. He almost didn't hear the creaking below him. His breathing grew heavier, shorter, and sharper as he hissed out through his teeth. He stood and threw open the door to the hallway, panic ignited to fury by the harrowing of his head and the hot blood flushing his face. The man's stomach lurched as he stuttered into the corridor and down the main stairs to the front room, pangs shooting through his brain with every step. But the moments in between were perfect respite. There was more creaking from the kitchen stairwell, but as he stepped down into the front room, the street door was hanging open. Who's there? The man peered outside, eyes unfocusing from the throbbing. It hurt, but he could see footprints tracking across the frosty grass outside. The man had to keep moving, so he stepped out into the cold open air that instantly wrapped around him, a stinging pressure that soothed the thundering for a moment, before intensifying it until he could feel it in his teeth. He couldn't keep still. As he treaded out onto the sidewalk, he could see the shapes moving around him, slithering in the shadows, darting between bushes and tree shades. He stared into the darkness, but the movement stopped. The sharpness prickled behind his eyes. Was it playing tricks on him? But the man could hear them, the things in the shadows. How could that not be real? They moved. But it all hurt, hurt. 
The man's eyes caught a slight sudden movement from the bedroom window above him, and he cracked his head upwards, catching only a glimpse of the shadow moving out of sight. Who's there? The stranger was in his house. The man rushed across the lawn and pushed through the door into the house, his stomach turning in knots and pain surging through his skull as he looked around frantically. There was creaking upstairs, and they moved the shadows. The man saw a shape at the top of the stairs, a silhouetted figure, a dark stranger. He dashed away, down the hall, and the man heard his heavy footsteps shambling in the dark. The man turned and bolted to the kitchen, hoping to cut the stranger off at the kitchen stairwell, stopping in front of the knife block in the darkness. The shadows moved again, creeping and squirming around the black handles of the knives, thick tendrils reaching out, reaching. The twinging worked its way from his eye sockets around to the back of his head, and the man could feel the curling and uncurling of the dark as it moved around him. And it hurt. It hurt. The stranger thumped in the stairwell, and the man snatched a knife from the block, racing up the stairs. The stranger rounded the corner, hands grasping for the man, reaching out, reaching. The man tucked his shoulder and tackled the stranger against the wall, shuddering and the throbbing exploding across the man's skull with the impact. Colors showered in his vision as the two climbed on the ground, struggling for control until the man pinned the stranger beneath him, plunging the knife into the shadow man's belly again and again and again and again and again until the stranger stopped moving. The darkness spilled out of him, clinging to the man's hands and spreading out onto the wood. The man's breathing got heavier as the pain splintered through him and it hurt, it hurt. The window at the top of the kitchen stairwell leaked out moonlight, slowly revealing the stranger below him. The man felt sicker than the aching made him feel and he staggered backwards up the stairs. It was like looking into a mirror, his own face, motionless, lifeless on the ground. The stairs creaked underneath the man as he tried to get far away from the body, his own body, as far as he could, trailing his hands against the wall to steady himself. He walked down the hall, the thundering in his head mixing with the rot in his stomach, until all he could see was shadow, pulsing, beating at him in time with the pounding of his skull. The man stopped at the top of the stairway to the front room, his stomach turning at the thought of what he left behind him. His heart rate picked up, the blood pumping shards of glass into his brain that wormed their way into the flesh. He couldn't keep still. It hurt. A dark figure burst through the door, stopping at the bottom of the stairs and whipping their head up to look at the man. Panicked, the man darted back down the hallway. The man could get out of the house through the kitchen door. He moved back towards the kitchen stairwell, but the pain screamed at him as the glass screwed deeper into the wrinkles of his brain, forcing him to the ground. He shambled to the stairs, tumbling, stumbling, until the man reached the landing, only to be met by that dark figure, and the man put out his hands in fear, hoping to keep the stranger at bay. The stranger shoved the man against the wall, knocking the man's breath out and sending another searing blade into the tender flesh of his head with the impact. The two fell to the floor, and the stranger scrambled atop the man to keep him from moving. The man's head thundered with a blood that pumped and throbbed until it felt like the blood and brains would start leaking out his ears. And then there was a sudden pressure in his abdomen, another searing pain. It hurt. It hurt. The stranger held up a bloody knife, and there was more pressure, more pain. It hurt. Hurt, hurt, again and again and again and again and again. It hurt, hurt, hurt. The man jolted awake in bed, shivering with sweat. It didn't take long for the migraine to thrum its way through his temples, pounding, pounding. It hurt. 
his head lolled to the side, the numbers of the alarm clock glowing softly at him. 3.03 a.m. <laughs>